You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest in store for you today. Another dear friend, uh, a returning guest, actually. She has been on the show a number of times over the last uh, 11 years of doing the show. Um, if you might hear in my voice that my energy is not quite what it usually is, uh, I just got back from a little trip where I had to take care of a lot of things. So I'm a little bit tired. And um, right before I left, I did hear about um, the son of a dear friend of mine who passed away. And so I want to dedicate this show to Alexander, who had just graduated college. It was a big shot to shock to his family to myself i've known alexander since he was a little boy and watched him grow up and it's the uh first time i've i've known somebody so young who passed so alexander my my thoughts hearts and prayers go with you and uh the show is for you um so uh before we get to our guest uh, I, uh, let's start with, of course, my little uh, section from my book, uh, Everyday Awakening, um, which, of course, you can get at uh, www.everydayawakeningbook.com, and it's available on Amazon and all the big major uh, booksellers, Books A Million, uh, Barnes & Nobles, all that good stuff. So this section today is entitled, to go with the flow requires real trust. To go with the flow is more difficult than we think. It takes more than just doing nothing. It takes more than just following the path in front of you. It is about true trust. It is about letting go of our expectations and allowing life to unfold unfettered. We all have ideas and expectations of how we want things to go. We create plans and strategies for how to live our lives. And then life happens. And we learn to adjust those plans. 
Still, we work on trying to get where we want to go, even when the signs all point towards something else. We rush, we work harder, we work longer hours, we do whatever it takes to get it done. The one thing we don't do is surrender to the moment. Let go of our expectations. Trust in life and in what unfolds before us. We think we know better. We think we are wiser than the circumstances before us. What will it take for us to just breathe and trust the situation? What will it take for us to drop our ideas and our preconceptions? What will it take to release our judgments of what should and shouldn't be? When will we begin to see the universe as being perfect just the way it is? When will we accept that we really don't have the perspective to judge the events before us as good or bad? Because when we finally do, then we can go with the flow. Then we can trust and allow. Then we can be present to whatever is taking place and be at peace. Is that not what we are all seeking? Where can you trust more in your own life today? So, um, yeah, this section of the book I wrote quite a while ago. Um, at a time when, uh, you know, I, I guess things were were kind of difficult and uh, things were changing. I didn't quite know what was happening. And for me, it was a real lesson of sort of releasing what I think should be happening and learning to trust in what was being presented right before me. And that can be so, so difficult when we're so invested in things going a certain way, in a project happening the way we want it to happen, in a relationship going the way we uh, want it to go, in, in, in making life conform to our will instead of conforming our will to what life wants for us. And how do we know what life wants for us? We know it because of what's happening right in front of us, right before us, what's happening right here and right now. Doesn't mean it's always going to be comfortable. Doesn't mean it's always going to be, uh, in our judgment, fun and happy and easy. No, life is filled with a myriad of emotions. I, I remember one time uh, I was at some, some workshop and, and one of the exercises was to track your emotions during the week. But they said, don't just track like four or five emotions, like track a dozen emotions, two dozen emotions. Like we have all kinds of emotions. And so it was interesting because when I did it, I realized that I tend to focus on a handful of emotions, but there's so much more that happens. Yet we tend to limit ourselves to just these few good feeling, these few like emotions that we think are, are the core of everything, but there's so much more. Life is so rich. Yet sometimes we pull back from that richness of that tapestry. We, we don't want to feel the uncomfortable, uh, anxiety prone. We don't want to be depressed. We, we don't want all the stuff because we label these things as bad. 
But life includes all of it. And indeed, it may be just one of the ways to get through situations that are uncomfortable is just by accepting what is, by not judging, judging it, by not labeling it, and just like, okay, this is what I'm experiencing right now. It is what it is. Let me be present to it and allow it to, to unfold the way it's going to unfold. And to me, the most fascinating thing about life is in the moment when it seems like things are so God-awful, terrifying, heartaching in the moment, once we can release our judgment around it and we give it some space and some time and we just allow life to move forward, that, that when we have more time and we can shift our perspective and we see things a little differently, suddenly we can see maybe there's some gifts in there. You know, this pandemic is a perfect example. I mean, God, there's so much loss. So many people have suffered so much, whether it's loss of friends, relatives, uh, careers, businesses. Yet still, there are gifts within this experience. People are valuing relationships and valuing nature and, and all kinds of things so much more than they did before. And, and, and that very consumerist, materialistic, get, get, get all this stuff, you don't see that as much anymore. Not that it isn't still present, it absolutely is, uh, but it is definitely less than it was before, and people are softer, and, and they're, they're desiring connection and things that are truly important to their soul. So even in the worst of times, there are gifts. We just don't see them until perhaps much later. So yeah, going with the flow requires real trust. And when we do have that trust, the, the gifts we can receive, the, the potential for getting through anything, even the most difficult stuff, it's so much easier. And, and indeed, maybe we get through things quicker so we get to that better feeling place when we want to. So uh, a wonderful quote uh, from my book. This is from the sec second section of the book, uh, Everyday Awakening. So um, I hope you like it. I see uh, Patty and Sanaya checking in on the Facebook Live. Uh, glad you guys are, are here today. We've got a wonderful show in store for you. Um, yeah, so um, let me, I, I guess it's time for, to bring on my guest. Um, it is my pleasure to introduce to you and welcome to the show, Charmaine Hammond, who is a certified speaking professional and a highly sought after business keynote and workshop speaker. She's also an entrepreneur, an author, an educator who teaches and advocates the importance of collaboration, mental health, and healthy relationships. She has helped clients in many different industries build resilient and engaged workplaces, develop high trust, high accountability relationships, and solve workplace issues and conflict that gets in the way of success and profitability. She is also the executive producer of Back Home Again, the movie. Working closely with Michael uh, since the beginning of the project, uh, she has been responsible for heading up collaborations, 
partnerships and sponsorships for the project. And for those of you who recognize her, yes, she is the one who I did the um, uh, 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 make money with your podcast class, um, who, uh, which we just did a little while ago. And she is pa- quite passionate about this film because Fort McMurray was her home for almost 15 years, which we'll get into why Fort McMurray is so important. Um, and welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Charmaine. Uh, thanks, Sam. It's so nice to be here. And I congratulations, there's 11 years that this is, uh, wow, where, where does time go? <laughs> I know, I know. It, it, it's really quite amazing running the station and having my own show for 11 years. You, you don't even realize it. And I go back and I look over like how many episodes I've got over 500 mm. episodes, probably, wow. uh, probably approaching 600 episodes by now. I don't even know how many because there were a bunch of special broadcasts and yeah. other things in there. So yeah, it, it, it's funny. It, it's things move along uh, much quicker than we realize. <laughs> so it's great to have you back on the show this time talking about the film and about mental health. And so we've just mm-hmm. got a couple of minutes before our, our first break, but I'm just curious, why did this film, it's a short animated film, why did this film kind of touch you, you know, the project so that you got involved with it from pretty early on, what was it about it that really spoke to you that made you say like, yeah, this is a project I want to be involved with. Mm. The the movie back home again is about the Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada wildfires. And that was my home for 15 Uh. years. And I didn't live in the community at the time of the fires, but I did return to the community on some contracts with the school boards and some social profits to work with them on their um, post-disaster recovery and resilience building. And so that's where I actually met Michael Mankowski, the screenwriter director. And when he shared this project with me, I knew that I would be a heck yes. And the reason for that was a Fort McMurray was my home and it was a wonderful experience living there. And the second reason is that um, I've always worked in the the realm of mental health and resilience and this this movie and sort of all of the resources and educational tools that are being built to support the film and viewers who watch the movie. um, I just thought this is an incredible opportunity to start conversations about mental health And in any time, not just disaster, but it's tough for people to talk about mental health. And maybe this film would be the reason people engage in those conversations. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. Now, when were the wildfires in Fort McMurray? They just actually passed their fifth. um, It's been five years now since the, the fire. So 2016. And, you know, the recovery process is a long journey. We're hearing that from our partners, Canadian Mental Health and Canadian Red Cross. They've really helped us understand that that process to for a community and the individuals in a community to recover is a long journey for many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, you know, our listeners out in the western part of the United States that are going through a severe drought and the wildfires that have been there can 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 totally relate and so um yeah it, it it's definitely uh, living through and surviving something like that i mean i'm in new york city i i know nothing of this um but i have many friends who've uh, in california who've had to move their homes and right. lost their homes like all kinds of things that have happened mm-hmm. okay so it's time for us to take our first break so 
Um, when we come back, uh, let's dive into sort of uh, uh, what the movie is really about and then uh, uh, what sort of the, the why people should be interested in it. What's the lesson? What's the broader lesson to it? Um, why is it an animated short instead of a non instead of a regular yeah. short? And, um, uh, you know, what what you like? Oh, and I see uh, Susan is also joining us on the Facebook Live and Ben just uh, checked in. Thank you all for joining us today. Please stay with us throughout the show. We've got a lot to talk about when it comes to mental health, um, film projects projects that really benefit have a social benefit to them uh, and not just the, that their only motivation is profit okay so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we do this every thursday 12 noon to 1 p.m eastern right here on talkradio.nyc and all over facebook live uh, our guest this hour is charmaine hammond and uh hopefully michael mankowski will join us a little later and we will be right back after this have you ever thought of reinventing yourself are you looking to create a new life's journey Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour is Charmaine Hammond, executive producer of the film, uh, uh, Back Home Again. 
So uh, Charmaine, I've posted the link to the trailer uh, on the Facebook Live. And just to remind everybody who's listening on the Facebook Live, if you have any questions or comments for Charmaine or myself throughout the program, please post them in the comment section of the video and we'll, we'll get to them during the show. Um, so how did you learn about this project? How did you meet Michael? You know, what kind of drew you into it? Well, I was up in Fort McMurray working with the school boards, doing some presentations actually on resilience and a mutual colleague of ours that I um, was telling me about this incredible individual in the community who was a Fort McMurray, born and raised there and also a film producer and screenwriter, and that he had written this beautiful script for, um, uh, for a movie. And they thought I should connect because, A, I'm interested in mental health projects. Um, I lived in the community, but also because I've launched so many books over the years that I might be able to help, you know, launch the movie when when it's ready to be launched. So that was about five years ago. And uh, it was a much shorter film there. And it has really grown and evolved. When, when Michael wrote the first screenplay, there was no um, sort of... Um, recognized cast doing the voices and and Michael started to engage I was actually about 19 mental health professionals and different experts in psychology and trauma relief and started to get input and guidance from them and that's that's partly how this film became animated um Right. It's it's difficult for people. What we learned from some of the professionals is it can be very difficult when people have experienced a trauma to keep seeing images of what they experienced. And the animation softens that a little bit. Um, It also allows a lot of opportunity for creative thinking. And so this is a family film. It was created by Michael to be one that families watch together, uh, workplaces watch together and one that would inspire conversations about mental health, about resilience, and coming together as a community. And and so it's it sounds to me like it's not just like an animated short for children that's for adults as well, but but family yeah. friendly. Yes, it's it, we made it not to be a movie that um, Michael made it not to be a movie that you sort of have your kids uh, sit and watch the movie while you go off and make dinner. It really is a family movie and um, yeah. one that we want parents and families to be able to talk about mental health and resilience and coping. And where do you go for support if you're struggling, not just with a disaster, but any kind of issue that people are wrestling with in life. And the film comes out this fall. And, you know, the world right now is wrestling with mental health issues. The pandemic has created, as you know, Sam, you know, huge issues for people, incredible stress. Uh, For many, a lot of disconnection. And, uh, you know, the film really talks about the power of what happens when community comes together. When Michael talks about the film, I always get emotional when I share this part. When Michael talks about the film, he describes it as a love letter to his community. Mm. And it's a nonprofit production. We have two incredible charities that... um, that are our partners on the project Canadian Mental Health Association and the Canadian Red Cross. And so we wanted to be able to have people around the world uh, be able to watch this movie when it comes out in the fall. 
Oh, and the talent, the talent as well, Sam. All of the cast, an incredible all-star voice cast of nineteen widely recognized um, actors, celebrities. They've donated their time and voice to this project. Oh, nice, nice, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. That's great to hear. And it's so interesting that, like, you've been working on the project for five years, and it's just going to be coming out now at a time when we probably need something like this more than ever. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Michael, he experienced the fires, the disasters. He was living in the community at the time. And when he returned to the community, he was doing some work for the Canadian Red Cross. And so he actually interviewed a couple of hundred people about their experience, their return. And there were so many stories, Michael said, that just need to be told. And it's these stories that are included um, in the movie and that really get us thinking about these conversations. And then we're working with Canadian Mental Health Association to actually create an app and some resources like a classroom discussion guide, a family discussion guide to help people have the conversation. Because what we've discovered is that, and I know this from my work for the last 20 years in the mental health world, is that um, sometimes important conversations don't happen because people don't know how to talk to others about mental health or they don't know where to go for support. They don't know how to reach out. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's so interesting how in so many different uh, cultures or subcultures, like the whole topic of mental health is almost taboo. I yeah. mean, it's, it's gotten much better over the years, but there's still in, in, in many families, it's like, oh, we don't talk about that. Oh, we don't air our dirty laundry. Oh, you, you don't go to a, a, a therapist. That means you're crazy. And, mm-hmm. and they don't get that. It's, uh, you know, the support is what helps us to heal. Yeah. I, I'm curious if you can maybe tell us just a little bit, not too much about sort of the storyline of the movie. Does this, is this basically just take place after the wildfires or during the wildfires? And then it's, it's what people have to do to cope. I'm, I'm, I just would love to, to know a little bit more so that when we're talking about it, we give the, mm-hmm. some context to our audience. So the movie shares the stories of real people who experience the fires. And and so it helps people understand what happened, the fires, the, um, you know, the enormity of the of the disaster. The whole community was evacuated. Eighty eight thousand people were evacuated and it was um, for, for about five weeks. And and so the film takes people through some of these stories and the different experiences and when we were talking to different mental health con- uh, consultants and and psychologists, that was one of the key pieces that they talked about with trauma, with disasters, with community crisis. While people can have a shared experience, they experience the disaster, they experience the the, the leaving the community and coming back home. Their experience, though, could be very different based Mm. on their coping skills, based on other trauma they may have faced in life. And so the film paints different people's experiences and it ends on a beautiful community event with a song that Jeremy Renner uh, performs in the, in the, and of course the song is called back home again. It really sums up the power of community and how important community is when we're coping with any kind of a crisis. 
Mm-hmm. Now, now, you've been involved in the mental health side of things for many years. Was there anything in working on and, and, and producing the movie that you learned about mental health that, that surprised you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there were so many learnings. Um, one of the learnings that I discovered, and, and just from working closely with Michael, is that we often forget the impact of people being exposed to um, trauma repeatedly. So Michael also worked on the one year anniversary of the wildfires, the second year anniversary. And so Mm. over the last five years, there's been a lot of coverage in media about the fires, the recovery process. And what what was really um, a powerful reminder for me is that A, the coping process is very long and very unique for people. But the second part was people can continue to be re-traumatized and other disasters around the world. For example, the fires in Australia and California a couple of years ago, I know from talking to people in other parts of Canada who had experienced wildfires in their own community, watching the news was re-triggering for them what they experienced years earlier. And the other the other um, sort of lesson that I learned, and maybe it's not that I learned it, I was just reminded of it, around when a community goes through a crisis or a disaster, the levels of support that happen around the world. And, and so when, when this was going on, I was reminded by all the little things that I saw in my community. Like one day I went outside and I live in Vancouver. So this is, was not in Fort McMurray, but there was little love notes to Fort McMurray written on the sidewalks in my community in Vancouver by kids with sidewalk, with sidewalk chalk and paint. And, you know, And and so the rallying behind a community that's in need was such an incredible um, sort of lesson for me to see live in action. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. It's sometimes we forget the power of community when it comes to dealing with huge events Um, and, and, and how when we come together, there's a certain comfort, there's a certain level of something that that helps us to heal and helps us to move forward that when we're just completely on our own and we don't talk to anyone that with anyone it, it, it's much more difficult to move forward yeah okay um it's time for us to take our next break uh when we come back uh, i would love to hear about maybe some of the response from people like how did you get like these well-known <laughs> actors to like do the voices for it and 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 how creating this film as a not-for-profit film like differs from creating a regular for-profit film okay perfect awesome so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we do this every thursday 12 noon to 1 p.m eastern right here on talkradio.nyc and we'll be back with our guest charmaine hammond in just after in a few moments after this uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. UK time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. 
Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And during the break, our second guest has arrived. So let me introduce him. It is my pleasure to welcome uh, Michael Mankowski to the show, who was born and raised in Fort McMurray, uh, Wood Buffalo. He's Wood Buffalo. Wood Buffalo? Okay. Uh, Owner and operator of Alien Cow, an Alberta, Canada-based award-winning production house. A graduate of the University of Lethbridge, Uh, with a Bachelor of Management in Vancouver Film, 3D, and Animation Program. In 2017, Michael won an award for excellence in the arts by the RMWB and Arts Council Wood Buffalo. In 2016, uh, WBP won an award, uh, a leadership award by RMWB and YYM Magazine. Michael has also produced Passion Projects, premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival and was the winner of the Best Short Film Award at the Alberta Film and Television Awards in 2016. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Michael. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Sam. Oh, you're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. Charmaine uh, was just uh, helping us get started and telling us a little bit about the film, the importance of mental health and the wildfires. Uh, I'm curious, where did the, the initial idea, the genesis of this film come from? What sort of triggered you after the, the wildfires that said, oh, you know, we should create a film to help support people to get through this? Yeah, I uh, I had the opportunity of working with the Red Cross in 2016 during the wildfire reentry period, as well as the one year and two year anniversary. And uh, I, you know, also had the opportunity to work with Vice and a lot of the media companies and uh, a lot of the promotional videos that would have come around uh, in 2016 in Fort McMurray. And 
And during that time, I recorded well over 200 testimonials of people who were affected uh, by the wildfire and lost their homes. And, uh, and some of those times when I would film or majority of the times I wouldn't have control over editing the video. And I really felt through that experience that uh, my community wasn't, you know, um, accurately portrayed. So I had a lot of really powerful interviews that were untold. So I was always thinking about that in my back of my head, like, why was that interview selected and not this when I really felt this is what showcased us. And a lot of the times they do that to sense, you know, to sense, you know, show the community a different way or whatever their, their objective is. But uh, I really wanted to focus on the community aspect with this story of just, you know, uh, outside of industry of just how our community came together. And um and I was struggling myself. I just, I thought that, you know, honestly, while I was recording those interviews, it, it was a healing process for me and uh, all the things I was struggling with of like, how could this happen to me? Because I was affected, um, went away when you hear someone else, you know, like a child's talking about everything he lost in his bedroom or a teacher's talking about gutting, you know, the classroom and throwing out all the belongings to the children or, you know, or an indigenous, uh, fur traders talking about losing his way of life. You know, it really kind of opened my eyes and all the things I was worried about kind of went away. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so the the question I was posing to Charmaine just before the break and, and, and perhaps Charmaine, you can kick it off and then Michael can, can add in it. It why create this film as a nonprofit venture? Like what was it about it that made you say like, this is something we should not be, you know, we should be looking at it from a more nonprofit point of view. Well, I know um, one of Michael's visions early on was to create this movie that would be like an educational resource, something that classrooms could use as a learning tool, something that families could watch and sit around their dinner table and watch TV, something that was accessible, uh, even for workplaces to talk about as a lunch and learn, to really get those conversations started. And Michael, um, as long as I've known him and what I heard about him after I met him, but what people told me about him was that he's always been community driven. Michael is a longstanding volunteer in the community. He had volunteered for so many nonprofits. He had volunteered with United Way. So my my interpretation of it was just that this was a natural evolution for Michael to make this film this way. But I want to hear from Michael on that, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you very much, Charmaine. Uh, appreciate the kind words. And yeah, you know, when I started this, I never had the intention or ever dreamed of having one of these actors, let alone all 19. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the first draft I wrote... Uh, in August 2016, so like five years ago, uh, this month is uh, was a lot shorter. You know, we we're looking around, kind of like 10, 10 minute film, and uh, it grew, you know, slowly because we wanted to highlight the diversity of the community. But it really was start, started off as just a 10 minute conversation starter to talk about mental health, was my idea. Way because I felt a lot of people were not ready to talk about the fire, you know, even at the two year, one year anniversary, even right after, you know, no one wanted to even talk about the subject. So I was like this, you know, maybe we can use this as a way to provoke conversation. And uh, so I never had the intention of, of making any money off this or having anyone famous in it. And I just thought it was going to be this little tool I was working on. And, and ultimately like through my work in Fort McMurray over the years uh, I felt very, indebted to the community because 
ultimately, you know, they had supported my business and all I ever wanted was to say that I was a professional filmmaker. And, you know, after going to business school, I, you know, I was working for a bank and I was inspired by Kevin Smith and I quit my job the next day. And I start, you know, I started making my first movie, which my goal was to get into Edmonton International Film Festival and show it there. And I had that opportunity and I had a chance to do another film and same thing and got a tour with film festivals, but it never resulted in any money. And, you know, I, I struggled after that. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm, uh, how do I make money off this and how do I support myself and pay my rent? And, and uh, ultimately the community was, you know, all those companies, all those individuals over the years that allowed me to get better at my skills and buy the cameras I dreamed of and a home. And um, I just, I did a lot of volunteer work in our community just because I loved all those people and all the people that helped me during those years. And, and I don't think I would have the skills today to work with any of the cast or uh, any of the people I've worked with if I didn't have the chance to kind of refine those skills when I was younger. Right, right. So it's kind of like the the community supported you in your dream. So you wanted to support the community back and kind of give back because you felt you received so much from them. Without question. And, and even so much where I hoped to change the perception of our community. You know, I, I was born and raised there and, uh, you know, I, I'm working in the arts and I always struggled when like a celebrity or someone would come up and talk about the community negatively. And, you know, and I'm not going to debate pro, pro oil or industry, but, you know, from my point of view, I always felt like as a child and I have friends that, you know, their parents live in the community now and they work there and, uh, you know, there's a lot of negative media attention. And, and for once, I just wanted to focus on our story as well, you know, how we came together and how Canada helped mm. us and not really about the industry. I just thought it was like a great way uh, to kind of shift the perception of our town. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so Charmaine, uh, how did, how did you attract all these uh, uh, famous name celebrities? I don't know if you can give out any of the names of people involved oh, yeah, in the film, some of the voice me. actors, but maybe Definitely. you could share some of them and how they came to, to get involved in the project. Well, I take zero credit for that part. That is Michael and our producer, John Schneider. And um, I'll let Michael share some of the names, but I know that um, one, and, and he can speak to better to kind of how this all came about. But what I can say um, is that the power of relationships and an important story that needed to get told, an important cause that could help people not only in the community of Fort McMurray with Buffalo, but around the world really was a lot at play. And Michael, I'll pass it over to you to talk about how that came to be and, and uh, who some of the incredible cast are. Thank you, Charmaine. And yeah, it's, it's so, so true to what you said, you know, it, it, it comes down to shared experience. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, all the wildfires in California, created the shared experience with, you know, what my community went with, went through and what, you know, people in California went through. And, and, you know, we had some of the cast that were personally affected by the wildfire, you know, Kim Basinger lost her home in the wildfire. Martin Short was, you know, evacuated with, you know, from his home in Malibu the day he recorded with us, you know, oh, and wow. uh, so, you know, there was a lot of shared experience and if they weren't affected, you know, they were, you know, a couple people removed from someone affected personally and uh, I had a relationship with uh, John Schneider, the producer on this project, who was uh, previous to that was Tom Green's manager. And we were working on a project together. And that project was taken away because of the wildfire, uh, mm. actually getting ready to film like just the day a survival film. I was with these 
grizzly bear cubs the day we were evacuated from the, the community. So uh, I he reached out to me and and uh, ultimately John leveraged you know his thirty years of contacts to, and friends to you know ask for favors and and everyone donated their voice and, and time to the project and um, we just slowly went you know one actor at a time and and just dreamed about it. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, so, so far the names I've heard are Jeremy Renner and Martin Short. Uh, oh yeah. Other? We got, we got, we got, you know, Michael J. Fox, Catherine O'Hare, Eugene Levy, Bill Burr, Howie Mandel, Norm MacDonald, uh, Lauren Cardinal, Tantu Cardinal, Marlon Waynes, Sherry Shepard, Gordon Pinson, Ed Asner, Mina Savari, uh, Scott Thompson, um, it, I hope Marlon I Wayans, Harlan Williams, Harlan Williams. Bill Burr. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, wow. It's like a who's yeah. who of Canadian actors. Eh? <laughs> Very much so, you know, and, uh, and some incredible American actors as well. Everyone kind of chipped in again. And, uh, and, and I just like every person is someone I idolized growing up. So mm -hmm. it was like kind of surreal of just like, uh, you know, reaching out to these casts. Everyone has a special place in my heart and, I think uh, a lot of the Canadians will be happy to see them in these roles. And, and uh, yeah. Beautiful. And beautiful. Okay. It, it's time for us to take our last break of the show. When we come back, I would love to hear a little bit from both of you about um, what you hope people will get from watching the film and, and, and what kind of impact your Charmaine and I were talking about impact before the show, but what kind of impact you're hoping that this film will make. And, uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up and we'll give out the details of where people can learn more about it. Okay. Sounds amazing. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc. And we will be right back after this. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history. 
its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Charmaine Hammond and Michael Mankowski, both of whom involved uh, the executive producer and creator of the film uh, Back Home Again uh, about the, I guess, the aftermath, we would say, of the Fort McMurray fires, wildfires from five years ago. So, um, Michael, let me ask you first. What is it that you hope people will take away from watching this film once it comes out in the fall? Well, I I hope to use this first uh, specifically for communities that are affected by wildfires and disasters. I think, you know, this can be a great conversation starter uh, to talk about mental health. You know, when we started this journey five years ago, mental health was a taboo word. You know, we focused, Mm -hmm. we, we had to use the word PTSD. And I think we've come a long, a long way. And I think also that shared experience of COVID has made, you know, the term mental health way more acceptable. And people are finally able to talk about their mental health, I feel like, in a, you know, in a group setting. And, and ultimately, I hope to have that conversation. And through the help of the Canadian Mental Health Association, we're working on support resources that we can give, you know, discussion guides and apps. And, and uh, yeah, and also... Because of everyone, again, uh, affected by COVID, I just think there's that shared experience. So just, I think, um, hope, and hopefully we can raise some money for uh, communities affected by the next disaster. We are going to use the song uh, as a way to raise money. We're working with the Red Cross on that as well. So I think that'd be a great metric of success. And, um, and I guess the last thing I, I would hope is uh, to just show a different side of my community. And, and again, mm. uh, you know, every year when, you know, it comes up on the anniversary, I, I find the media focuses on the same images of, you know, the mm. fire and all these things. And I want to stop talking about where, what happened five years ago and focus now instead of where we are today. Right, right. Because Charmaine, like that's a, a very common thing. A disaster happens and then you focus on that disaster, but not what's happening afterwards. I mean, I can think of things yeah. like Katrina hitting New Orleans, the, yeah. the wildfires in Australia. I mean, there's just so many different things that happen. And then we forget about the recovery that's more than just a month or two of, of giving some money. I, right. I see... Um, Patty on the Facebook Live asks, did you work with Habitat uh, for Humanity at all? I, I, did, I did not, no. No, okay. Yeah. So Charmaine, um, what do you see? I mean, again, the film isn't finished yet. It hasn't come out yet. But just from being involved with the project, sharing it with different organizations, what kind of response have you been getting from people about it? 
just incredibly positive responses. And, and so Michael worked really closely with about 19 mental health professionals and psychologists in the development of the script and, and the revisions as more cast came involved, the script began to expand. And they also gave feedback on the actual animation around colors and how we show emotion through an animated character. So that has just been incredible to watch that building. And, um, you know, the the other piece around trauma and sort of what Michael was saying is that focus on the regrowth and the rebuilding of a community. And that's one of my hopes for, for this project is that we start to just as humans show up really conscious and present to what other, that other people might be struggling through whatever they're experiencing in life and be able to be there and support one another. And we certainly saw that. Uh, with with this film you know the other piece I wanted to add about this project and the impact is that Michael recently did a a panel presentation with a couple of our um, nonprofit partners CMHA and Canadian Red Cross and there was a great conversation about mental health and something that was said said really stuck out with me And it was that remember that we're not alone and that it's okay to not be okay. And I think that's a really important message that sometimes even in the pandemic right now, people are walking through life and not necessarily sharing their experience or reaching out for help. And and this film models that, that it's okay to reach out. It's okay to have the conversations. Yeah. So, so Michael, I mean, it's such a good point that in the middle of this pandemic, in some ways, we're very isolated, though now we're starting to come back together again. But but even after being isolated, coming back together can be a little bit of a trauma in and of itself. Yeah. For people who've experienced some kind of trauma, how do you kind of come together? How do you learn to reach out to ask for help when you're used to just being on your own for so long? Yeah, you know, that's that's a great uh a great question and and ultimately you know a lot of times like when we talk to the canadian mental health i've heard many times of sometimes you know the best mental health help comes from over the din you know over a conversation over the dinner table or a cup of coffee with friends and i think you know part of the thing we, we hope to do is inspire people just to be open to talking about mental health and, you know, with it's a family member or a friend. And, and that's why, you know, when this movie comes out, we really recommend you to watch it as if with a family member or, or a neighbor or a friend or someone that, you know, can really provoke that conversation. And um, again, through the support resources, I think we can help and, and do some of that and, and just kind of hopefully move past the tip, the taboo, the taboo nature of, you know, mental health. And cause everyone just says, I'm fine. Right. So, you know, and, and even, you know, honestly, even five years later, coming to the fifth year anniversary of the wildfire, there's people who haven't moved into their homes yet. And, you know, we, sometimes I've talked to people and even today they say, I'm fine. But, you know, we were looking to release this on the five-year anniversary. And a lot of people said, no, you know, that's, we're we're not ready for that. Mm -hmm. And that kind of shows that it kind of shows that they're not fine. Right. And that's the reason why we wanted to create something like this, to stick it out there. Not everyone has to watch it. But I think if you are struggling, you know, with mental health, I think this is uh, a great way for us to talk about it as a group. 
Yeah, wonderful. I see Susan on the Facebook Live say she was an EMT for 15 years and she just watched the trailer, said she needs to watch the movie. She's teary eyed, said she was a Red Cross volunteer. So uh, it is okay. You are not alone. So um, it it seems like when it does come out, we we definitely have to get the word out there. We, We don't have a lot of time left. So right now, when is the plan for it to come out and how do people learn more about it when it does come out? Uh, so our world premiere will be at the Edmonton International Film Festival. Uh, and we will, after that, we've already submitted to 40 international film festivals. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure where, if it'll end up on YouTube or what our distribution plan is, or maybe the Red Cross website. Uh, we're definitely going to make this available, uh, you know, in many different languages around the world uh, for free. We're working on that plan right now, but uh I would, just, I would assume we're aiming for kind of a late fall for, you know, a broader release, but uh, the world premiere will happen October 1st. October 1st. And, and so, um, Charmaine, if people uh, want to learn about this and, and uh, um, you know, uh, learn more about the movie, about what to, where, where can they go? What can they do to, 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 do you have a mailing list or anything they can get on? Yeah, definitely encourage people to go to the website back backhomeagainmovie.com. And then the socials are back home again movie. And certainly people can reach out to us. Um, the best way to find out what's going on and where the film will be screening and to learn about the resources that get launched this fall would be through the website or socials. And everything's back home again movie. Back home again, movie. All right, I'm putting the the, the URL into the, the Facebook Live. Thank you. Um, one one last question. We only got about a minute left, but what was the biggest lesson for each of you in creating this movie? I'll start with you, Michael, and then Charmaine will finish up. Like, what did you learn about yourself through the process of creating this? Oh man, uh, what did I learn the most about this? This is. Uh... I, I learned if you have, if you reach out and have incredible people, I think you can do some amazing things. Honestly, this project nearly killed me. The amount of work and time we've put into this, this has consumed uh, me for five years. Uh, you know, this is to, to create a 30 minute animated film. It, it takes a team of people. And um, yeah, we've had to have so many relationships and, you know, Charmaine's been on the calls for, you know, for five years helping us out and and there's so much of just um yeah just collaboration that needs to happen for this this to come to fruition so um yeah i just believe if if you love something enough you can do it and it's all a matter of time you know when i started this Mm. i thought this was going to be one year project (laughs) took us five years right so it's like how bad do you want this i think you know, you can do amazing things if, uh, if you really set your mind to it. So yeah, it, it taught me that, um, yeah, anything is possible if, if you dream big. Beautiful. Beautiful. How about for you, Charmaine, being involved with this project, what did you learn about yourself in it? You know, it, one of the great learnings was about being flexible, adaptable, and not being married to the outcome in the moment. Because as Michael mm-hmm. said, this project has evolved. And if we were just stuck to what the original vision was, we wouldn't have the incredible partnerships and relationships and this, you know, um, project that can help people around the world. So being open, being flexible, but being committed to the big vision, to the dream. And, and 
I guess the last lesson is just the power of team and you don't need to be in the same place to create something great because Michael and I haven't actually seen each other for more than a year and a half, but you know, we talk to each other every day and we work through zoom. So that's the power of being able to work together as a team. And of course we've got this expanded team as well around the world that we work with. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Unfortunately we have to leave it there. Thank you, Charmaine, for taking the time. Thank you, Michael, for coming on the call. I know you're both very, very busy people. I wish you all the success in the world with the movie. Again, the website for it is www.backhomeagainmovie.com. Please go there, check it out, sign up for their mailing list, look for the uh, fall release um and and thank you and 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 of course thank you my audience for for tuning in today especially i see we have some new loyal listeners ben and susan on the facebook live thanks for for being so involved and engaged with this uh uh, please stay tuned later in the day uh for those of you who didn't know graham dobbin has moved his show from thursdays to monday so now you can catch him instead of 4 p.m on thursday will be 5 p.m on monday um however uh later today we still have frank about health at 5 p.m and planet pakalolo at 6 p.m thank you all for tuning in take care we will see talk to you next week Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.